Coming up on episode 11, Sven and David try speed dating some albums. This is Verse Course Verse. Welcome to the Verse Course Verse podcast. With me, as always, is the slightly stupid band, not adjective, Sven Knutsen. Sven, how are you tonight? I'm feeling like speed dating some <laughs> albums. This is the sexiest episode we've ever done. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> verse, course, verse, after, after dark. dark. <laughs> at, that, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how have you been this week, Sven? Uh-huh. Let me guess. I'm going to take a, a wow. wild shot in the dark and say that you've been oh, busy. That's the story of my life. <laughs> Good busy, though. It's it's better to be busy than not knowing what to do with yourself. Yeah. Very I true. I get into trouble. I start inventing things to do that I shouldn't. Me too. Welcome to the episode. We are at episode 11. Once again, we're doing something that we've never done. And actually, Sven, after this episode, we are kind of restarting our rotation. Classics. So we're... This will be kind of one of the last of the brand new episodes that we're going to do. Of course, we're going to have a ton of new interviews and we've got some concept episodes we've been thinking of and a bunch of stuff like that. But yeah, this is going to be kind of the last in the rotation for us. For this episode, we are doing some what we're calling quickfire reviews. We are taking 10 albums that are fairly new. Some of these came out a few months ago, but to us, they're new because one of the things, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sven, but one of the things that I found while doing this podcast is I started thinking, man, I love reviewing all these albums and doing all this old album stuff, but I am not having time to listen to anything new at all. Oh yeah. We had to figure out a way to do that, right? Well, not only figure it out, but then you were like, let's do 10. Yeah. We're not just easing into this. We're like, no. New music. 10 albums. Yeah, exactly. We're taking 10 albums that came out over the last few months. Well, I basically just kind of went online. There's the obvious ones, the the big bands, and then there's the ones that I saw were being reviewed a lot. Uh, not mm-hmm. not looking at the reviews, but just seeing that they were being brought up online a lot. And I just took 10 of those. And we are doing five-minute reviews of each one of them together. I love the selection. The 10 picks, I think, are very... It's a great cross-section of all sorts of music that's coming out right now. So I'm stoked. We've got big bands. We've got indie bands. We've got rap. We've got the ambiance. I tried to make it as... as this is eclectic. Yeah, very. This, it, Which that's, oh, yeah, you know, as, yeah. as picky as I am... And as musically inclined as you are, you and I are very, very eclectic. We listen to everything. No, oh, totally. Yeah. And I actually, I just had this conversation with somebody that had written us today. We had talked about possibly using their music in an episode, which by the way, we're starting to get a lot of indie bands asking us to pl- maybe play their music or use it in intros, outros, that sort of thing. Please send us your music because we, I'm. It, yeah. what that person said is they said, you know, I know you guys mostly do rock but, and this isn't really rock, but no, 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 scratch that. We've done a lot of rock so far, but trust me, if you stick with this podcast, we're going to talk jazz. 
We're going to talk hip hop. We're going to talk ambiance. We're going to talk neo synth. We Sven and I like everything. Yeah, I mean, we started with Stevie Wonder. Yes, we did. Right? Damn it. And Kid exactly. A. And Kid A is yeah. not, I don't yeah. care what anybody says. That's not rock. Okay, we're not going to go yeah. revisit episode one, rehash this. Let's, let's do uh, <laughs> episode 1.2. 1. 1.2. 1. Kid no, A. Point being, we love that stuff. We are so thankful. Of course, we will play your music if we, if we like it and we will absolutely credit you we will absolutely give you kudos tell you tell people where to go listen to it or buy it or anything if you're on bandcamp if i see that your stuff's on bandcamp i will buy it these aren't artists aren't telling us to buy it that's just yeah. we are grateful to i mean indie artists we understand we've been giggers before we know what it's like for sure yeah Oh, I'm I'm really happy with where I think the industry has evolved and and where it's continuing to evolve. Where it, it's not so much big giant label based anymore. And I every time I hear a success story, people, or people that finally yeah, found a way around the big label it's, shit. It's yeah. amazing, and so many so much good music is being self produced, indie produced, or or you know find a small label to help you yeah. distribute and things like that. Well, sh- shout out to Bandcamp. Yeah. The, what Bandcamp started with their website is phenomenal, where essentially if you aren't familiar with Bandcamp, Bandcamp is a place where artists can put their music on there. They choose how much to charge, if anything. It is basically a place for artists to put their music that other people can buy or not buy if they choose. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I browse SoundCloud too. That's the other place I like to go find new music. SoundCloud's um, good. Sa- SoundCloud's SoundCloud's a good one. We love that people are reaching out to us. We love that we are having people bonding and and critiquing our critiques. That's what we want to do. It's just amazing. So go to versecourseverse.com. That's where you can check out our episodes. You can contact us from there. We're very active on Instagram at versecourseversepod, as a lot of you are starting to see. Feel free to go there. We're on YouTube. Do the YouTube things. Do all the things. Like all the stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Now to the most important part of the night and a little bit special tonight because we've been working with uh, somebody on Instagram. We are drinking some beers from 450 North Brewing Company tonight. 450 North Brewing Company is based out of Columbus, Indiana, and they have kind of ongoing themed beer shipments where the theme that we got sent was kind of a Wizard of Oz theme. And it's these slushy beers, which Sven, before this, had you heard of slushy beers? I had not. Other than what happens when I forget I put a beer like, <laughs> in, the in my freezer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it turns to slush. But so this it's is these like... beers, they're kind of like sours, I guess, right? I, okay, That's... so... I haven't tasted one yet. I accidentally dropped one and experienced what it's like to get coated uh, in in one that sprays all over you. But I haven't tasted one yet. So it- while he's opening his, because I, I just can't wait. I'm not. There he goes. I'm not a waiter. I already opened my. So like I said, it's, it's a Wizard of Oz theme yeah. on this shipment. It's Flying Monkey Slushy XL. Smoothie style Berliner Weiss. It's a German nice. type of fruit beer with banana, strawberries, and coconut. I've got mine here. I like this one. It's kind of, it's almost like a like a strawberry banana smoothie sort of 
flavor. I couldn't find very much stuff on the alcohol content for these. Yeah, I'm thinking they don't label it. Huh? I, to be honest, with this type of beer, I'm guessing that the brewery doesn't even know. So <laughs> before uh, Sven drinks his, I want to let you guys know that if you want any of these, they're like right now. I think in this time they're doing a it's a SpongeBob SquarePants themed beers. Oh, I should get some they, for the kids. <laughs> Uh, but go to Instagram and look up at the drunk mouse spelled exactly how it sounds. It's a picture of a drunk ass. Uh, wait, okay. T- Tom and Jerry, which one was the which one was the mouse? I'm not sure. I, never, I, I don't know that we I ever knew, knew who we was We need Dave Fullerton here. Dave Fullerton loved fucking Tom and Jerry. He would totally know. I feel like Jerry was the mouse and Tom was the cat. I feel like you're, you have a shot at being right. <laughs> 50-50. Yeah. So, but anyway, go to uh, Instagram at the drunk mouse, 450 North Brewing Company in Columbus, Indiana. They will ship these beers. I am located in Washington, Sven's in Idaho. It was really quick, two, three days. I've had two of them so far, include this monkey one and another one, and I really liked them. The, the other one that I had, I think is the one that you're about to try now. The uh, it, is it was the Wicked Witch? Is it triple? Wi- is it like a triple raspberry? Triple, let's see. It says slushy triple XL Wicked Witch. It's triple raspberry. You're right. Berliner Weiss triple raspberry. It looks to be very blood red. Have color. Have you ever had the lambic? Yeah, frambo. Frambois. 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 Oh. So yes. I think that one tastes a lot like frambois. Sven's giving it a drink here. He's smelling it. Oh, mm-hmm. and while he's doing that, I'll tell you. If you're a can collector, these are great. There's especially with, yeah, they're pretty with, awesome with you have the themes of the the Wizard of Oz stuff is really cool, but anyway, what's the uh, what's the verdict there, Sven? You definitely get that blackberry. Mm. It's sweet. The closest thing would be if you like sours, but even if you don't, if you're not a beer drinker, I think this is yes. if you like well, if you like slushies, uh, <laughs> this definitely you don't taste the beer, you don't taste the alcohol. It's very much like drinking a slushy, and if you get it super cold, I I bet that it's even more so. It does it does have the kind of sugary young feel but you can really taste the fruit in it too it tastes natural oh yeah that's exactly which i like it's not like drinking something that's a bunch of like corn like high fructose corn syrup no it's you taste the fruit exactly good job 450 north brewing company thank you at the drunk mouse for sending us these uh brewskis we've talked about what we're drinking we have 10 albums to get through we are going to take a break and then, man, this whole vibe's going to change. We're going to get, get serious. All right, we will be right serious. back. We yeah. are back. So, quickfire reviews. Once again, 10 albums, five minutes to go through it together. Our timer is going to go off, and then we're going to have to give a thumbs up, thumbs down, and our favorite track on the album. That's really all there is to it. few of these, I had never even heard of the band. I had no, I had no idea what to expect. Me as well. Anything else to add there, Sven? I am excited. I guess the, the one quick note, one thing I wish that I would have done a little differently when I was going through all of these was actually just like we're going to do on this episode, set myself a time limit. The further down the list I less went, time. the less, you know, I, I spent so much time on like the first 
four or five that then it was like, oh, shit, it's getting close to, you know, we're, we're going to be talking yeah. about these in like a, a few days here. I got to start like going through these. So faster, my, faster, my problem faster. with it was that I had a really hard time letting go of certain albums. I had a hard time saying, okay, yeah. you got to move on to this album that you maybe don't like so much. You got to stop listening to this. Yeah. No, I get it. All right. So we are going to do album number one is Who Am I by Pale Waves. Starting the timer. Sven, why don't you start it off? So, okay. They're from Manchester, UK. Are you sure? I thought they were from Canada. When I researched, I saw a Canadian band that started around 99 when they won like a radio contest to sing with Cheyenne. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I'm thinking of Avril Lavigne, who this band basically is. That is, you know what? (laughs) In my notes right here, it's like a mix between Taylor Swift and Avril Lavigne, especially Avril's song Complicated. I feel like this entire (laughs) record is just variations of Complicated. Maybe a little Michelle Branch sprinkled in there, like early, pick any early 2000s guitar pop, female vocalist, chick, chick rock. rock, nails it. I mean, in a good way. If you if you like that. But besides my joke, Sven was right. They are from Manchester. All right. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't look at how many albums they've done. I know they're fair. They're at least fairly new, right? Uh, yeah, I guess I didn't see how when they formed. It's only like their second album, I think. Some lineup changes. I believe they've had some lineup changes. I don't um, know. The drummer and the singer are the same. You can take your time, and I promise you I'm not going to uh, be lazy, but my notes on this album, and let me look them up real quick. They were, um, oh yeah, fuck off, because <laughs> man, did I hate this fucking album. Holy oh, wow. shit. I love that. I love that you just came right out with the FU. I mean, 20 seconds in and I was like, oh, okay, I'm not going to like this. In the album's defense, I am not the target audience for this at all. This is a 13-year-old female's album, I right? I mean, am I right, I could, Sven? Yeah, no. I mean, that's definitely, I think, probably the target demographic. I might not personally throw this on, on my rotation on a regular. I, I perhaps didn't want to give it the full F off. I think it was really well done. For what it is, it nails it. If if you're going for that female guitar pop, early 2000s, it nails it. It's an Avril Lavigne clone. It, if you like Avril Lavigne, you will love this crap. And it and I'm sorry. They don't. They don't. They don't go. They don't try too hard to get away from that. They don't hide their inspiration at all. You you can hear it every track. I feel like last week when we were talking about fun, we talked a lot about how a producer can really decide what an album is going to be from conception on. I I get the feeling that that's just really who they are. Like this is this is the band. In that regard, they're doing a great job. If early two thousands. Avril Lavigne is their thing. They nailed it. <laughs> so. All right. Time's up, motherfucker. So I've got two big thumbs down. If I have to pick a favorite track, I'll pick She's My Religion. On that song, there's some cool Duran Duran guitar type stuff going on that I do like. What about you, Sven? Um, well, my favorite was Change. Okay. I'm going to give it a thumbs up because of I think it was... Uh, <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, it, it was it was well put together. I don't know that the next time I'll give it a spin, but... Okay, so thumbs up, two thumbs downs. <laughs> yeah. Next album. <laughs> For album number two, we have... Music to be murdered by Side B by Eminem. 
I'm a little bit worried, and I have not been listening to Eminem all that much of their his new stuff. I've seen a couple of his freestyles and some things like that, but guess I'll call him bearded Eminem. Yeah. I haven't heard that much of. Yeah. And this has me thinking that maybe I've outgrown him. Mm. All this did was make me want to go back and listen to the Eminem show. This album was just basically very meh right. for me. And even when these songs are meh, his lines, God, he's so smart. He's so fucking witty. That's it. I love the intelligence and the the metaphors, just little pieces of pop culture. He's got to study pop culture because yes. it's all over every lyric. He injects things perfectly, I think. I feel like this was everything you'd expect from Eminem. Yes. Um, yeah. I didn't feel surprised. This is exactly where I feel like he shines. He did what he does best. It's like this mix of cartoon and explicit. Um, I shouldn't say nothing surprised me. Like this was the first time I ever heard him apologize to anyone ever. Oh, on Zeus, did he just apologize to Rihanna for the whole the Chris Brown thing with the? It was he yeah, released yeah, some yeah. track where he talked. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I don't think I've ever heard Eminem apologize. But yeah, it's it is a lot of the same Eminem stuff. Shock for the sake of being. I shocked. mean, he's still talking shit about Ja Rule. Which the, which God <laughs> bless him. That beef is keep still talking going. shit about Ja Rule. If it, <laughs> just, just keep auto- going. Thumbs up if you talk shit about Ja Rule. Baby, for baby. Sure. <laughs> I love the Alfred Hitchcock beat yeah. that yeah, they yeah. do. If you're doing that, I'm going to love it. Rico Suave, he dropped that reference and then tells you to go look it up. Most of his audience probably has no idea who Rico or that song, Rico Suave, was like, what, yeah, yeah, 30 yeah. years ago now? The song Tone Deaf is yeah. a really cool, it's 8 bit mm-hmm. beat. Mm-hmm. I love it when people do that. I remember when Beck did a full. 8-bit god i just love all that sort of stuff but kind of what you said to me because of that the album's really fucking boring and i was really unimpressed despite the wittiness in his in his lyrics there's two versions of this there's the 16 track and then there's like the deluxe that has 36 or something i mean it's insane amount of freaking songs i remember thinking that there my god there are so many tracks so i probably did check out the i tried to listen to every album a few times and i listened to this one a couple times and yeah i love the the simon and garfunkel yeah hello darkness thing that they did on it yeah dre's at his side for a couple of these too and that sounds exactly like what you remember Dre and Eminem sounding like together. Ah, son of a... All right, Sven, you get to go first this time. Thumbs up, thumbs down, and favorite song. I give it a thumbs up, probably because I, I miss, I, I kind of miss Eminem. I haven't really paid that much attention to him recently. My favorite track is Discombobulated. It's at the very end. And it reminds me of when he first started working with Dre. I'm giving it one thumb down. There are songs I like on it. Yeah, Yeah is my favorite track on it. So Royce to 59 does a couple on this. And anytime he was on a track, I loved it. It must be a style thing with both of them. There is Eminem. Album number three, The Weather Station's Ignorance. Weather Station. So The Weather Station, a.k.a. Tamara Lindemann. Yeah. You know... It starts off really jazzy. I absolutely love the saxophone solo and parts on on track. Lots one here. of uh, almost cantina jazz yeah. in this album. Yeah, it kind of conti- even though it's not completely jazzy. The the rest of the album, it kind of gets into this folky mellow at most of the time. It mm-hmm. sets a really cool mood. I like it. She's got a calm, soothing voice that's easy to listen to. It's, it's very Canadian. It's, yeah, it's Canadian. The instrumentals. 
on the whole thing. And I, I don't know if I feel bad saying this. I, I love that more than anything else. Me too. All, all the instrumental parts. Um, you know, I'll tell you, I listened to this all the way through three times. There were a couple albums that we did for this quick review. This is such a mood album. Yes. You have to be in a very specific mood. I would only recommend this to very specific friends. It's that kind of album. Yeah. It's super yeah. mellow. It's kind of, I don't know, like a really jazzy Tori Amos kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She is. She's got this really soothing, calm voice. If you're in the wrong circumstance, is really boring. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pretty good lyrics that she's got going on. I did a little bit of research because I wanted to know what she was talking about. And she's this album is very into the first track, The Robber. It's like an anti capitalism. So I'm not trying to be political, but basically, unless you are, we'll say for the Americas, for example, and same thing in any country you're in, if you're not a Native American, this is not your land, no matter how much you want it to be your land. And that's pretty much what that song, what a lot of this album was about, which the the lyrics yeah. really spoke to me to this album. Yeah. I didn't really like it until tonight. I listened, I waited till tonight. I listened to it just chilling. And yeah, right. I was totally yeah. into this, this album. This, was, I think, was one of the tougher ones. This is one of the toughest ones on the list because of that. Like, yes. like you said, you have to be in the right it's mood. It's complex. It is. It is. Yes. And my reaction to it really did depend on my mood. So I remember one day completely not being able to get into it and just having to like step away, go listen to something else. Yes. And then another day had a completely different frame of mind. So completely. I would equate it to trying to listen to Fantagram or Death Cab for Cutie or that that kind yeah. of thing. Like you really can't turn this on whenever. Yeah, if you're in the right headspace, anyone that checks checks out this album, give it a couple of tries, you know. Were you know. familiar with them before this album? Never never heard of them. I had heard inklings no, of them, but I had no. never listened to them. This is their fifth album. They've been around for a while and they're starting to pick up a lot of heat in the whole folky indie kind of thing but they've actually been around for a pretty long time and maybe they're probably a lot bigger in canada than they are here that's one thing i couldn't remember are they, are they canadian or are they australian they're canadian, canadian. so i gave this one thumb up and my favorite song on it is and I, i'm sorry i can't even really talk on it because i don't remember it which honestly that might be a little bit of a description of this album is you like it, but it's not a lot of stuff to remember. But the song Atlantic yeah. is my favorite song. Me too. Hey. We agree on something. High five. Virtual high five. Woohoo. I should get all this dying off my mind. I should know better than to read the headlines. Bam. That was the lyric. Look at you, citing lyrics. That warranted a beer cracking. It did. I'm very happy. I'm giving this a, a sideways thumb. Okay. I like or, it. Or it would be one up, one down. I have to because I feel it's so mood dependent and mindset dependent that I literally hated it one time and then I loved it the next time. I very much agree. Very much agree. Our next album that we are going to review, album number four, is Working With God by The Melvins. Really, really quick story about this. <laughs> we, we're doing the reviews. We try to do it about two weeks in advance. I text Sven and I go, hey, Sven, have you listened to the Melvins yet? And he says, no. I go, okay, just listen to the very first track. It's amazing. But parental advisory. And Sven's like, yeah, okay. 
whatever. Whatever. So Sven. I quickly pull it up on my phone thinking like, yeah, okay, whatever. Whenever it gets to like a swear word or something, I'll just pause it or I, you can, you can tell by context <laughs> that something's coming. <laughs> oh no, that's, that's not at all. Like right <laughs> off the bat, what we were just singing. <laughs> so now yeah. I, I, I got the pleasure of explaining to a five-year-old what fuck around means. I'm going to play this song because the Melvins, thank you so much. The Melvins gave us permission to play the music on this episode. So you will all get to hear and uh parental <laughs> advisory that's gonna be post meditated though because i'm probably gonna start it with it so sorry everybody that's listening with your kids but honestly don't listen to this with your kids we are terrible people with horrible mouths especially me according to my mother (laughs) this is this is such a melvin's album and i love that i love that this is like old melvin's style they've gone through what 20 yeah at least two decades oh 30 years i mean so 30 years worth of like band member changes for any of you that don't know the melvins you need to know the melvins because for all the talk that nirvana and the pixies and mud honey and all these people get attributed to starting the grunge era the melvins if there was a mount rushmore the melvins would be number one or number two on that fucking mount rushmore yeah they started all this shit yeah it's pre-grunge Yes, yes. I mean, it's not grunge. It's definitely not like Seattle grunge, but it's it very much a precursor. Yes, they were doing heavy, chunky guitars. Yeah. These yeah. guys are founders. That's what I'm saying. And they've been on some weird journeys. Very. It almost seemed like out of the 30 years, there's maybe like 15 of those where it was constantly like a different band. Yes. You know? So yeah. I, I'm not super familiar with all of those because I mean that that's a lot of music and a lot of time. It's thirty years of music. It it is, and um, and they've never been in the spotlight. They're a lot like Mud Honey in that they've always just kind of been yeah. in the back, leading the way somehow. You got to dig for them, right? Yeah. Yes. So I'm like the yeah. most familiar with really old Melvins, late '80s kind of Melvins. Yeah. This actually reminds me of that because some of the other stuff I'd listened to more recent Melvin stuff was way more. I don't know, not experimental, but like... um, Experimental for them, maybe. For them, yeah. It was kind of went in and out of the amount of crunch and the amount... I don't know. This, though, definitely feels like when I was very first introduced to the Melvins and the things that I loved about them. Oh, God, clock's ticking. You got anything you want to add? I know, we haven't even... Jesus. I really like Bouncing Rick. I really like Caddy Daddy. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and give your thumbs down or thumbs up? I'm glad you you threw that out. Caddy Daddy is my favorite. I give it... I'm going to get some flack because as much as I want to love this, I am going to give it... Oh, no. Just one... It's not double. Just a one thumbs down. I think only because... It's it's close, but there's some bands I think I'll never get past the first time I heard them. The, this is the closest they've ever come back yeah, 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 yeah. when I first heard the Melvins. It's thumbs down more because of my own expectations. I get that. Um, I have a thumbs up. They had me from the jump. <laughs> when you covered the Beach Boys, I fuck around. I was so on cloud nine when that song started. I was on a jog. And I started it. I was jogging, laughing. It's just beautiful. The Fuck yeah. You song on this album, I love that nice. too. I just loved it. I love the Melvins. Thumbs up for me. All right. So let's go to album number five. We have... For Those Who Wish to Exist by The Architects. Architects. 
They're a British band, I believe. Brighton. I'm struggling to pin the genre. I think metalcore is probably what they want to be called and should What's be called. What's Linkin Park considered? Um, that's close. There's a lot of similarities. I'm really into the drums and guitar, as with most bands in this genre. I love how technical they get, especially on drums. Drummers playing this stuff, you got to have yeah. an awesome internal clock, and you got to be on it. Guitars are huge, also very technical at times. I get annoyed with vocals genre-wide. It's not just the architects. When they scream, and it's like the whiny scream. Yes. You know, yeah. the whiny, angsty, nah kind yeah. of scream. But all in all, I loved it. I don't know how many times really? I played it. It's, this is one of the ones that I kept going back to. For real? It actually was. Yeah, I did. All right. And I, I think it's because I was, especially in the last two weeks, I've been working on my own drum chops. And so I've been seeking out things, really yeah. showcase drum technique. And it's not like the vocals were bad. It's not like the lyrics were bad. It's nothing like that. In it's a lot of ways, we disagree bad. because I did not like this album at all. At all? Oh, my God. I had about a hard of a time as this as I had with the Pale Waves one. This was <laughs> such a fucking regurgitated same thing over and over. It was another Linkin Park album, but somehow worse. At least Linkin Park had some really cool different guitars and chest uh, is it bennington chester uh -huh. bennington was the guy's name yeah r.i.p yes but holy shit i really didn't like this album it was a struggle for me to get through it's super emo and maybe that's what frustrates me is that there are aspects of this type of music that i do really like and that i'm a fan of kind of what you were talking about you have to be a good drummer to be in a band like this uh -huh. production is really difficult for music like this so you have to give a lot of props to the production. But what you respond to a lot with rock albums is this compression reformulated fuck. I just I did not like it at all. I didn't like any Damn. I didn't like anything about this album really. I had a feeling that it would be maybe not your favorite, but I didn't know you'd go full full blown like nope. nah. I listened to this twice struggled through both times and will never ever listen to this album again ouch ouch yeah <laughs> it's really similar to a lot of bands in the genre yes yes so i'll go first i'm going obviously thumbs down i'm giving it two thumbs down i really hated it best track i'll give do you dream of Ar armageddon because it really, when it starts off i was a little bit it's the very beginning when it starts i'm like okay all right but then it just goes nowhere what about right, you right. favorite track was um an ordinary extinction i don't remember why i picked that one i'm giving this a, a one thumbs up gotcha I, I, I appreciate it at least that much that's why we do the show we want the different tastes that is our first five albums i think that what we should do is take a break and then i feel yeah. like we should do five more albums maybe drink some more mm, okay we will be right back Okay, we are back. Sven, let's open up another beer. Let's open this one together. What do you got? Green Demon? We both have the Green Demon Slushy XL. So I think we're going to open this one up together and see what we think. Pink Guava, Apricot Pear, and Kiwi. And there's also some pot images on here. I don't know if that's just because they're... Yeah, I, I thought they, they had another one I thought that had some little pot leaves on it. And I'm or not if it's sure. a... It's not listed on the ingredients? I don't know. 
they just really like green pot. De- well, I, I mean, know. it's 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 named Green Demon. I'm I just know, opening man. it. I haven't I tasted it yet, and I can smell the apricot just by default. Whenever I see a bunch of fruit and beer, I, I usually steer yeah. clear. It's so Apricot, sad when though. you play the stereotypical male card, Sven. It just makes me sad. What do you mean? It has nothing to do with foo-foo <laughs> drinks. It's just the sweetness. <laughs> so I really like this one. What's the juices that you get from supermarkets? They say what fruits are in it thing, and it's just, you know, one banana, one pear, one whatever. It tastes like a super healthy fruit smoothie. Yeah, it does, actually. My vitamins tomorrow morning. Let's uh, let's get started. Album number six, Man on the Moon 3 by Kid Cudi. So I will start this one off. First, I'll start off with saying I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. And when this album started, I was so pumped because this the intro into the mm-hmm. tequila shots is I was sold. And then, and I did change minds back and forth on this, but man, it is really a one note album. Oh, yeah. Every song... Boy, does every song sound the same, I, right? I agree. I feel like it started strong. Tequila Shots is probably, in my opinion, one of maybe like two or three of the best songs on this. Everything else is kind of, we talk about filler sometimes. Yeah. I don't like how much half-ass singing there is on this. Anytime it's not rap, it's like this half-ass, like I'm not singing. See, and you and I <laughs> differ there because I love it. Yeah? I love his kind of yeah, just his kind of yeah. drone and stuff. I really like that, that personally. And that's something that... As, it's just opinion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's not on the top of my hip-hop rap go-to list. Mm-hmm. All in all, there's parts of this I feel like uh, reminds me a little bit of... Uh, I'm going to have to look it up now. So while you're looking that up, I will say that lyric-wise and theme-wise for this and kind of the mood it's very me he is very much into the whole self-destructive torn sort of feeling a certain thing but doing a certain thing it's a really good album when you're in a specific mood but yes if anybody came to me and said this album is boring it's repetitive i would say that i absolutely cannot argue with that but I do think individually there's good stuff. The Void, there's 18 tracks on this, which is so many tracks for an album like this. That's really, it's it's way more hip hop than rap. But I would say, you know, separately, there's 13 out of 18 tracks on this I, I enjoy. But when you're listening to them one after another, they are very, very, very very one note yeah i think travis scott might be who i'm, I'm trying to think of here gotcha. I, yeah i i agree with everything you just said like it's it's there's a lot of one note it's a lot of i've heard it a variation on the same theme i, I like the neo synth drive soundtrack background stuff that he's got and it's calm but if you listen to what he's uh-huh. saying it's really dark and it's at times it's really violent and I've always liked that about Kid Cudi is he's incredibly self-aware where a lot of rappers, I feel, fail to eloquently speak to their self-destructive side. He's just, man, right. he's good at it. I think my favorite track on this speaks to that very well. I do feel, though, that like um, compared to and, and like like I said, I'm Kid Cudi is not like that. I don't listen to a lot of. Yeah. Them. Identifying with him as just being like the regular dude. You know, like accessible, normal, not some like famous rapper. Yeah. There's there's moments in this where I feel like he he feels a little disconnected from that. I kind of feel like that's the point is he's so famous that it's but anyway, we're out of time. We're out of time. So Sven, I'll let you go first. Solo Dolo three. Yeah. Talking about some of the self-destructive things. He gets into some of that. I really appreciate that song. I don't know. It's not enough for me to give him two thumbs up, uh, one thumb down. The other one is yeah. 
it can't go completely down, not up. It's one thumb down. Gotcha. I'm actually giving this one and a half thumbs up. Like I said, if I'm in the right mood or if I'm listening to these tracks separately, I really like a lot of these tracks. My favorite one is Tequila Shots. Almost to its detriment is it comes out so strong right. with that first that first track that after that it's kind of, okay, I was expecting more from this, definitely. Yes. Yeah. We are to album number seven. Album number seven is LW by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Lizard Wizard. I lo- I've never heard of him. I love that friggin' name. You'd never heard of him. I'd never heard of King King Gizzard Lizard Wizard. Well, I'm glad that no. I picked him then. Because somebody like you definitely needs to know about these yeah, guys. Yeah, definitely did. They're from Australia, right? So this one this time I feel pretty confident in calling out their country. And re- really, really quick, sorry, I don't I want to take up a lot of the time, but they gave us permission to play the music. King Gizzard, thank you so, so much. We are so appreciative. Thank and you. Your style of music it we need to be able to play it because people need to hear this shit. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I mean, it starts out funky. And, you know, anything that starts out funky gets me from the bat. And there's such an eclectic yeah. collection of instrumentation and sounds all over this. Every track, it's fresh. It's new. I don't know. This is a band that I would love to. I'd love to see them live. Yeah. Because I bet that, if, yeah. I bet live these tracks get extended. They go on probably more and more. Psychedelic rock jam kind of a thing, you know, with a bunch of improvisation and things like that. I'm going to dig around and see if they have a live album because I, I really want to know what that's like. If you go onto the website, um, they are big into bootlegs. They let people bootleg their stuff. They came up with a method for bootlegging. So you, yeah, that'll be your dream. Totally. I also love that. I love when bands do that. Yeah. Bands that do that, like, that's awesome. Do, do you ever make it stateside? king king gizzard lizard wizard because i would love to see you please come stateside and if you're anywhere near the no we would love it (laughs) yeah i just i I love how unique it is their sound is so so unique you that you've never heard of them you need to go back and listen to them because this is this is not one of my favorite album of theirs it's fun it's cool it's a it's a little bit kind of like what i was talking about with kid cuddy it's kind of a lot of the tracks are very similar um, but there's so much about it that I love. There's so much influence. They do a lot of clavinet stuff, which I love. It's so it, there's yeah. there's some world music influence in there that I hear. Mm-hmm. Their sound is so unique. Yeah. They've got this Middle Eastern, yeah, Aboriginal, but they've also got this old school zombies from the '60s mm-hmm. or or like a jam bandy Mars Volta kind oh. of thing going on. Yeah. Really, really, really cool shit. I think the part of it too is like gonna start, I think, earning a reputation for this, but like so many instrumentals that are shit. It's just, yeah. You don't have to pay attention to poetry because that sucks up a lot of my brain power. And I'd rather just space out on trippy guitars and keyboards and cool drum grooves awesome rhythm section here too like so good i'm so blown good. away and i can't believe that i gone this long without ever hearing yeah king kissard lizard wizard they have like a how, lot of other albums how have that, I not- and they have other albums that i like a lot more this is actually part of a kind of like jacob collier's doing this is part of a a sequence of albums that they're doing so this is not because there was like a kg and then a yes lw yeah they're all letters exactly do you know um, if they they, they well, represent K- something well or? kg is king gizzard and then lw is lizard wizard, lizard but, wizard. Okay. but i don't i don't know why 
And uh, honestly, I probably should have done some research as to why, but still there's other stuff that's better and a lot more because this was very, a lot of the songs sounded the same to me and they're not always like that, but it's still really good. That was our time. I will go ahead and start it off. I will give it a thumb up. There's stuff of theirs I like a lot more, but I still, shit, I was mowing the lawn when I had this on and I was totally loving it. So thumbs up. I, and uh, nice. my favorite song is If Not Now, Then When. I Man, I love the clavinet that they have going on in that song. What about you? First of all, back up. You were mowing the lawn. Your grass is oh, growing right now. It's I'm in Portland, March, man. man. Our, our green is thick. Holy crap. We're just <laughs> thawing out here. I mean, you know, yeah. you're from here. Well, I'm with you. Thumbs up. Even though I'd never heard of them, I'm glad to hear you say that you really love their other stuff. So I'm going to go For listen sure. to older, For older sure. albums. My favorite track on this was the east west link it has some of that cool east indie sound the scales sitarish kind of guitar i think you kind of touched on that too like they they have a lot of influences from like world music and indigenous music i don't know this this just just seems like the perfect band for me to go and listen ben's excited all right album hey. album number eight is i recognize where they're from you, oh you do uh this is unoriginal artists by boise cover band This is, for all you Built to Spill fans, it's Doug Marsh, and it's basically all the old... Yeah. I was going to say, it's it's a Built to Spill album. Thank you. Thank is, you. It's my, my, my gut feeling. The little bit I know is that in the early 2000s, Built to Spill took a break, and Doug Marsh, singer, songwriter, guitar player for Built to Spill, uh, for anyone that doesn't yeah. know... He started just having people come to his house and jam in his studio and yeah. started just playing yeah. stuff, anything, you know, covers, whatever. As from what I understand, that eventually solidified into this project called Boise Cover Band. Yes. And very much, if you know Built to Spill and you've listened to Built to Spill, if you go listen to Boise Cover Band, it is Built to Spill, but with guest artists. Yes. What I would that's... say it sounds like. Uh, it surprised me Ned Evett is on this. I don't know why that excites me so much, but his slide and fretless guitar stuff. Holy shit, is he a guitar player? He is awesome. My Uncle Dan grew up, and I always mention my Uncle Dan, but he grew up with all these guys. Uh, Ned actually gave him his first official guitar lesson. Nice. I respect his opinion about music, and he very firmly believes that Ned is one of the best guitar players in the world right now. I will hands down agree. And say he's super underrated yeah. and so far under the radar that no one the else will The guitar work that he's doing in this album, particularly towards the end in the, I don't even know how to pronounce it, the last song that's in a, I don't I don't even know what language the song's name is in. The Tom Mod, but, you just, yeah, I, 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 I'm going to butcher it if I try to pronounce the whole but thing. But man, the fretless guitar work in that, he's just shredding through the whole thing. It's unbelievable. And that, that's kind of, I feel like this is a lineup of superstars, even, even though a lot of them are unheard of. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an indie fan's wet dream is absolutely yeah. what it is. It's Yeah. And the fact that it's, okay, it's all covers, but honestly, if you didn't know the original, 
you wouldn't peg these as covers. Even if you know the original, you have to go back and listen. That's true. And say, oh, shit. And this is when I love, I love it when people do covers like this, which Alien Ant Farm doing Smooth Criminal, that's great. (laughs) That's fun. It sounds really cool. But essentially, they do the same exact thing. Yeah. It's just harder on their these yeah. covers are different they make they make them their own yeah i mean they, they take the chord structure and the lyrics and that's about all they yeah. keep instrumentation tempo sometimes time signature there it's like blow it all up okay we've got lyrics and we've got chords let's build the song i don't know scratch. if it's just because i have a soft spot because i'm i was born in boise but there's something about doug that when he touches something, it just becomes beautiful. Yeah. I could spend five minutes alone just talking about how beautiful the songs on this album are. And he he's just, he's a fucking magician, man. He's one of the most beautiful people I know, too. Yeah. There's so many stories uh, around the community of just like how down to yes. earth he is. You could go play basketball with the guy. I mean, you most people that see him at the grocery store have no idea who they just ran into because he's that just normal dude. And he definitely knows how to pull together a team of awesome musicians. He has connections that run really deep in the music community. That's our time on this. And we, I mean, I'm sure we could have talked for a lot longer on it, but up or down and favorite song. It's obvious from our back and forth here that, that I'm going to give it some two double thumb. If I had a third thumb, (laughs) do toes count? And my favorite song, was Ashes to Ashes. I I absolutely love the Bowie original, and that was always one of my favorite songs. And I actually didn't recognize it immediately. I didn't have the track list in front of me. I just started listening. That made me love it that much more. Is that I couldn't identify it, but it's such a classic. Loved it. Very much. It. I'm giving it one thumbs up. It's an album of covers. I think that I, because I'm such a big pain in the ass, I just can't give an album of covers more than one thumbs up, but it's still, man, it's a beautiful album. I guarantee you, you will enjoy this album if you get it. And my favorite song was also Ashes to Ashes. A David Bowie chord progression is the, God, it's the best chord progression and when you have the beauty of built a spill or whatever you want to call these guys yeah and you get to work with that chord progression it's fried gold baby it's just it's beautiful We've got two left. Album nine is As the Love Continues by Mogwai. Scottish. I think it's Mogwai. I think I just... They're, they're a Scottish say... band. I don't know. Is that like a, a Celtic... I feel like there should be more spit flying out of my mouth when I say <laughs> their name. Mogwai. <laughs> this reminds me of the kind of stuff... If I was like a film director, mm. they would mm-hmm. be on almost every single... Yeah. They would be like go-to film score music. It's not prog rock. If this 
it's it's constantly changing and shifting but it, it's also yeah. peaceful and it's sad but it's not depressing sad it's like calm yes emotional sad it's yeah. emotional without making you just feel like crap i know exactly what you're what you're saying the synth parts are so beautiful the guitars are just huge i don't i don't know how they yep. create such a big sound and i think one of the reasons why they have such an amazing sound is this is their 10th album they started in 97 which we didn't even touch on them their debut album was 97 shame on us I know. They've never been real big, but this seems like the type of band, I don't know, flying under the radar or something, because this, holy shit, this album is good. It is, wow. I'm seriously wondering if I've heard them on like a commercial we, we've or had to, like we've a, had to a, have a heard soundtrack them. somewhere and then just didn't know it was It's them, just cause... so different. It makes you feel so much. The second track with the vocals, they're so augmented that you can't even tell what he's saying, and I love it. That's the sort of thing that I usually hate so much, but I love it when they do it. They don't even really use lyrics until the yeah. fourth track. And even then, I think they used lyrics, what, maybe two times in this whole album? It's very sparse. Yeah. I want to learn more about these guys. I They need all the love. I don't... It's There's not one track on this album I don't like. Same. And this is definitely some... If you just need music, if you're working or trying mm -hmm. to do something and you need that focus music, this does, does really well with that. This is like something I would put on to help me kind of get in yeah. the zone and yeah. also feel motivated. It's not like workout exercise, that kind of focus music. It's way too mellow for yeah. that. But yeah. if you had a long day or, or you had a long week and it's Friday night and you just want to sit down in, in a kind yeah. of darker room with with a whiskey it can be a very situational album for sure mm -hmm. but i'll i mean this album kicked my ass when I, I sat down i listened to it and i was blown away yeah there, there's a lot of symphonic work in this that's really really incredible there's a lot of little parts that remind me kind of some radio headish stuff that they do yeah this fascinates me I anyone that right now if, if you're listening to us talk about this and you are in the middle of making a film go give these guys a listen because you might want to add them to your score I keep going back to that i i don't know i just see these scenes time. in my head yeah Oof. Okay. Shut up. Time. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving this album two thumbs way up. I have a tie for my favorite track. I love To The Bin, My Friend, which is the very first track. And I love Fuck Off Money. Nice. I love all, I like all the songs on this, but there are a few tracks I love. Uh, what about you? Absolutely. So I almost went with that first track, To The Bin, My Friend. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, uh, Ceiling Granny did it for me. And I also give them double thumbs up. I could probably keep yeah. going. With yeah. Great, yeah. great album. Yeah. I have to add, they gave us permission to play awesome. the music. So I I can't wait to put Let's this in the, our episode. Yeah, thank listen. you so much, Mogwai. You guys, yeah, seriously, thank you. And I'm telling you, we're going to play freaking 15 seconds of their music on this. And I, people are going to go download their shit. Really happy to do that. I album, thought this was friend, a band we weren't supposed to talk about. Our 10th album is OK Human by Weezer. 
By who? Weezer. They are a <laughs> band. They've been around for a while. First off, when I first heard the name of the album, I hated it and I was mad. I didn't like the little snarky, okay computer okay. thing that they were doing. How did I even miss that? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This album, I started it while I was cooking last weekend. And my first thought after, I think, track two was, wait, 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 wait a minute. Am I, am I going to like a Weezer album again? Are you? I started to. So the last Weezer album that you loved was what? Pinkerton. Pinkerton? Which, what is, when is what's yeah. that? 95, no, we maybe? Were... Something like that. This is some research. But, we gotta, yeah. Honestly, there are a couple tracks I've liked since then, but I just didn't give them a chance because fuck them. They kept coming out with shit after shit after shit. Get my hash At some point, you just have to give up. But the production on this is so good. I will tell you, the yeah. first time through this album, I really liked it. It's like, this is pretty good. I will say that when yeah. I listened to it again yeah. and again, I realized one thing. When I first listened to it, I was like, wow, they're trying such different things. They're not. No, it's all, the They same. literally, all they did was they took out the guitars and they put in symphonic work. That's orchestra. That's all yeah. they did. It's the same rivers from the last 20 years. They tried to trick me. God damn it. And they almost did it. They got some producers that are good mm -hmm. at the trickery. Uh, yeah, Jake Sinclair, Rob Mathis, these guys, they did a bunch of stuff with Panic at the Disco. Yeah. And a lot of stuff kind of landed in that same, the feel that it was supposed to create. All the orchestra stuff. You're right. They substituted some some guitar where they might have had some extra effect pedals. Or something. They just dropped in a full-out yeah. symphony orchestra. And exactly. They still do a lot of the Weezer stuff. What was the song where they talk about Grapes of Wrath? Grapes of Wrath, yeah. Like, I just need my audio books. Yeah. I can't tell if that's a douchey thing or a fun thing or a, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's still, this is exactly it's still got a lot I of Weezer to it. From Weezer, but with symphony orchestra, nothing surprising once you really give it a listen. Yeah. It feels a little lazy. Because of all the orchestral stuff, it feels like it is. Rivers it's... kind of got to where he was like, I don't want to work on this anymore. I'm going to turn it all over to this orchestra and let them, you know, have their way with it. And Which to me, that's what defines Weezer and why so many people hate Weezer is because they're so fucking lazy. I don't care. Yeah. Well, we've made 12 albums. Yeah, but eight of them are the same fucking tracks over and over. And this is, and I'm not talking filler. I'm talking, it's the opposite of David Bowie, where David Bowie, when we were talking in episode six, and Evil made the great mm -hmm. metaphor of how Bowie is always riding ahead of the wave yeah, true. of whatever pop culture hits. Weezer is always right behind it, just sucking the blood out of whatever is big at that time. I will say like Rivers it, is probably, he's probably one of the biggest pop culture obsessives. That's the result you get. He he is so obsessed with the pop culture that it actually affects the music after instead of leading with it. Well put. It's, it's responding well to put. it. Okay, my favorite song was Screens. It was the one that mm -hmm. I didn't not like the lead. I don't know. <laughs> it's an okay album. It's a it's a Weezer album. It's okay. It's, it's not thumbs up. It's not thumbs down. It's just kind of, I, my thumbs are just meh. So I guess yeah. we both just give it a, a thumb sideways. My favorite track is Numbers, but yeah, it's it's still Weezer. I can't believe we, that was 10. That was fast. That's it. That that, those are by. our 10 albums. But we're still not done. We've got one more thing to do. You have to say, and then I will say, what was your favorite album out of this whole batch? Out of the entire batch, you're, if you can't guess, <laughs> Mogwai. As the Love Continues, I'm so excited to go discover more of their stuff. I'm, I'm so excited to maybe 
learn more about them and, and maybe hear yeah. some of their live stuff. Me too. I think it speaks. Was that your? That was your favorite? Yes. I think it speaks volumes that we both. Yeah. Man, I loved that album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to get it on vinyl. So good. And a close second to the Boise cover band. I I really loved that too. Absolutely. That's it. Thank you to the Melvins. Yeah. Thank you to yeah. Boise Cover Band. Thank you to Mogwai. Thank you to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Letting us play the music, it means so much to me. It means so much to Sven. Yeah. We beyond appreciate it. And also, when we were asked, you do most of the, a- you do all of the asking. Let's just be, be <laughs> honest here. You're the one that's reaching out to these bands, their managers, their labels, we're not trying to make a buck off your music or anything. Like we just opposite. Yeah, we will definitely buy your albums. Yeah, we just yeah. want people to hear you. Very cheap. That's it. We just want you to be heard because uh, exactly that's that what I mean. People... Yes, which is what we talked about earlier, and which I, I'm so excited that any bands are starting to contact us and yeah. and ask us. And of course, we're gonna want to play your shit. Of course, we are. We've already found a couple of people that we want to have on because they're they have some great stuff. We beyond appreciate everybody that's listening, all of the feedback that we're getting. We we love it. We're so thankful. It means the world to us. Versecourseverse.com. You can contact us there at Pod on Instagram. Very active on that. However you want to get a hold of us. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We we don't go on those very often. We are just two dudes. We don't have like a management company. There's not like this. <laughs> two dudes with other full-time jobs. We don't make any money off of this or anything like that. As you can see, we don't have a Patreon or anything yet. Nothing like that. So Absolutely. we're just doing this because it's fun. And honestly, I love it. It's the best way to spend my Saturday night. That's it for us this week. Join us next week. We are back to another classic episode. We will cover two people I think many would say are the best at what they do in their specific instrument. Yes. Come back for that. Sven, as always, it has been a delight. Thank you to 450 North Brewing Company for the beers. I'm full of fruit. All right. (laughs) Cheers, everybody. I think that'll be one of the more memorable ones. (laughs) 